0: Welcome to the Beargrass Christian Church Podcast. My name is Dee Decker, and I'm the Director of Communications here at Beargrass. The Gospels provide two birth narratives, one from Luke and another from Matthew. Luke's account is full of poetic tension, dramatic skill, and rhetorical flourishes that resound to this day. Dr. Lebon explores the story found in the Gospel of Luke And what it means for us today in his Christmas Eve message. Here now, Dr. Lee Bond.
1: Music. How many of you love music? Gosh, what would this uh, season be without music? I'm so grateful for those who have musical gifts and are willing to share them with others. We, we've got some music teachers in our church family here, and I was talking with uh, her one time about the, the joy she gets from seeing uh, her students get it, you know, when things click. Uh, but she said sometimes it takes a while for terms and phrases and things to, to kind of soak in. So she's started just kind of t- keeping notes notes on some funny things that have happened uh, in class or during uh, tests, so here's some uh, test answers that have come back uh, on some of her exams. Uh, uh, refrain, one student put down, well, that means don't do it, uh, so thought that was a creative option. Uh, virtuoso, uh, student thought that's a musician with really high morals, uh, makes sense to me. Uh, Johann Sebastian Bach died from 1750 to the present. Makes sense? Not our guess. I, I don't know. Uh, music sung by two people at the same time is called a duel, right? And Rob's going to have a duel with uh, Lauren Gnod at the 11 o'clock service. Come back if you want to hear a duel. Uh, a harp is a. A, a harp is an naked piano. Uh, and then I, I like this one, the most famous fugue, F-U-G-U-E, the most famous fugue of all was that between the Hatfields and the McCoys, right? We're in, we're in, we're in Kentucky, so uh, we got any McCoys in the house? We got Hatfields right here. All right, so... You notice they say on different sides of the sanctuary. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Can, can you imagine this season without music? You know, the, the theme for our services has been inspired by the concert we had earlier in this uh, month. The Beargrass Choir was up here, and the Chamber Handbook Choir was up here, and the Lord's Children's Choir was here, and orchestra praise team members were a part of it. And in recent weeks, we've been hearing excerpts from the uh, cantata, and we have been inspired and blessed by the songs and Scripture reading and messages that have been uh, kind of tied to that uh, musical piece. We've heard uh, inspiring words about hope and peace and joy and love. And if you were here for that concert, uh, right before we get to that last movement, there's a dialogue between the narrators. And in uh, this case, it was between Rob and uh, Missy Altman. But as they read, uh, we were reminded about why, why we get together this, uh, this season, why this season is so special. The narrator said, as shepherds gathered in Bethlehem to witness the blessed event, we gathered to. Celebrate God's wondrous gift of love. As the wise men brought their gifts uh, uh, to the Christ child, we offer our gifts of gratitude and praise. And just as the angels sang on that wondrous night, we lift our voices and our hearts in song. We sing of hope and peace and joy and love. We sing glory to God in the highest. We sing Christmas. And that's one of the important reasons we are here tonight. I think music helps us remember who we are. And that might be within a faith tradition, it might be in other areas of our lives as well. How many of you remember the old the, the song by Billy Joel, Piano Man? Remember Piano Man? Uh, it describes Billy in his early stages of his career. He used to play the piano in a bar and sing uh, to the customers. And in Piano Man, he kind of relates uh, some of his stories. and some information about uh, his relationships. He tells about the waitress who's practicing politics, right? He talks about uh, Joe, who plays the amateur psychologist. And then he shares a story about a man who says, Son, son, can you, can you play me a melody? I'm not, not really sure how it goes, but it's sad and it's sweet and it sounded complete when I wore a younger man's clothes. And in that description, we can get a vision of what that man looks like. Here's a man whose life hasn't turned out perhaps as he hoped, and so he comes to the bar every day to kind of take the edge off. A quiet conversation keeps the loneliness from creeping in and suffocating him. And you know, but every every morning, every morning the mirror reminds him that he's not the person. He used to be. He's not the person he wants to be. He knew himself once. He knew the melody of his life, but somehow, somewhere along the way, he forgot the tune. And the only way he's ever going to find himself again is if somebody, somehow, some way, helps him remember his song. I wonder if anyone here tonight can identify with. His story. I confess that I'm having a bit of an identity crisis myself right now. It's church, we can talk, right? You know, for about a quarter century, I was uh, I was a son and I was a brother. And then on December 27th, 1981, a miracle happened. Ellen showed up and we got married. Thanks be to God. Only by the grace of God did that happen. It stayed that way for a few years, right, hon? And then I became a father. And we welcomed three great kids, Heather, Chelsea, and Brandon, who are now 35, 33, and what are you now, 28, 9? 9, Crazy. Crazy. And it stayed like that for years. And and then things started to change on August 3rd, 2013. right here, uh, I became a father-in-law, and I took on the title, Dad 2, t o And then on July 30th, 2017, the three wee kings arrived, and that changed the game in a big way. Uh, so now I am a grandfather, and they, uh, they call me Grumps. <laughs> You know, they have three grandfather figures in their lives, and uh, I wanted to pick one that reflected my personality accurately. So I took on Grumps. So they call me Grumps, lovingly. And then about a year ago, Alex said yes to Brandon, and in about six months, you two are going to be right there. Ah, scary, but exciting. And as you look at the picture, you can see that I'm, I'm just kind of fading into the background. <laughs> see that? I, you know, it used to be just the two of us, and and now is life, and I just kind of fade away. I, it it even looks like my face is photoshopped in here. I mean, <laughs> seriously, I mean it. I I, I am barely there. I'm barely there. Uh, and. And then we've adopted two more family members. This is Danielle, beautiful, brilliant, and with her handsome boyfriend, Javi. And she's in her first year at Western Kentucky University and former student of Ellen, part of our family here tonight. Welcome. And here's a fierce animal. This, this is Maximus Decimus Meridius. Max for short. Tough tough guard dog. I mean, Ellen warned me, though, when the, when the house gets a little more empty, we're getting a dog. That wasn't the question. We're getting a dog. So now I've added dog lover to my list as well. Um, and on top of all that, maybe this one, this is the one that may have me most confounded. Uh, the word retired is looming on the horizon a year from now that adjective will be on the list and and so I'm, I'm trying to figure things out i'm trying to figure out my role my part my my place and and i have to say that the three we kings are leading me uh here they are at the fall festival three little pigs great isn't that great um and You know, I'm, I'm doing things I haven't done in years. I'm singing songs with them. I, I haven't sung in years. I, I'm re- rediscovering the joy of their Thanksgiving. They got promoted to real chairs and a real card table that was, you know. So they were really excited about that. And here they are at the cantata. That was right after the concert. And we had some special moments there. I took Bryson over to the big tree, and I said, look up real high. And Bryson saw the star saw the star, and guess what he started singing? Twinkle, twinkle, little. So I said, we sang. And then I took Aiden over to the candles here. Yeah, where do we lose it? Where do we lose that joy? But I brought that little guy over here, and we looked at the candles, and two of his favorite colors are, guess what, purple and pink. So he made a connection in some little way to that reef. With the candles. And, you know, they're, they're helping me remember who I am and they, they're hel- helping uh, me find out who I'm going to become, I suppose. Uh, they're teaching me about hope and joy and, and love in remarkable ways. And I've, I've been reminded that I need to be a singer of songs, I need to be a teller of tales, I need to be a figure of faith. So tonight, here's a question for you. What, what's the melody of your life? What, what music is important to you? you know, what, what part are you going to play in this story that God has set before us? What, what role will you take on? The music we listen to often tells a lot about us. Uh, our favorite music is, often provides a window into our souls. A woman tells of a unique experience uh, when she felt that her life had been touched by some unexpected heavenly help. Her father had just died. She went to a therapist to get some help with some grief. She spoke fondly about her father during that session. He was a brilliant musician. His favorite song was How Great Thou Art, and they made sure to play that during the service. And even though that song speaks of a great faith. She still had some doubts. She just wanted to know that Dad was all right. And on her way out of the therapist's building, she encountered a nice, pleasant-looking man in the elevator, and uh, they both got out. She went one way, he went another, and he started breaking into this song. Oh, Lord, my God, what I an awesome wonder." She turned around, and he'd just gone around the corner down the hallway. She chased after him, got there. No, Nobody, come But she found great comfort. She found great comfort in that unusual encounter with this singing man that helped her get through some sorrow. That song will never be forgotten. So is it any wonder that the angels sang that night that Jesus was born, glory to God in the highest, peace, goodwill to all. Isn't it a joy that music saturates this season and provides it such meaning and comfort for all of us? It provides healing, I think, and joy for our hearts and souls. I think music also helps us remember who God is. Luke's story really points us to God. The angels break out with this, this singing glory to God in the highest. And I think when our hearts are in tune with the, the music and melody of God, uh, we just we can't help ourselves. Christmas music is meant to do more than just kind of stir up warm feelings and hallmark moments, right? It's, a, it's meant to be an expression of praise and gratitude to the giver of all gifts. And so tonight on Christmas Eve, you know, this is not a night for pretentiousness. This is not a night for congratulating ourselves about how wonderful we've been. Uh, this is a night for bowing in humility in the presence of goodness and greatness. This is a night for receiving the gifts that God gives. How many of you watch the Charlie Brown Christmas special every season? <laughs> it's always it's always on my list. It's it's Wonderful Life's on my list. Charlie Brown's always on my list. But if you've seen the cartoon special, you know Linus expounds on the true meaning of Christmas. And it was when it was first shown, uh, many of you know the folks at CBS were concerned that the use of actual Bible quotes would be offensive to the viewers, and they were going to strike that out. But Charles Schultz said, No, it's staying in. And it did. And so Linus recites from the book of Luke, telling the same story that's, that Stephen read for us tonight. And after all the years of enjoying that, that show and the music, here's something I, really, I hadn't noticed until recently. Linus is always attached to what? That security blanket. You know what happens when he reads this story out of Luke 2? He lets it go. He lets go of it. There's a powerful message there. Why shouldn't He let go of it? God has given us our real security. God has given us our real hope and peace and joy and love. God has come into this world in a babe full of promise and potential, one that changed our lives and the world forever. Why shouldn't we sing for joy? Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Sing joy. Sing Christmas. Amen.
0: We would love to see you around the table in the new year at one of our weekend worship services. Our Saturday service is casual and meets in the chapel at 5 p.m. The Beargrass Praise Team leads us in worship during our Sunday 9 a.m. Contemporary Service. And at the 11 a.m. Traditional Service, the Beargrass Choir sings. All of our services include communion that is open to everyone. For more information on all of the activities happening at Beargrass, visit our website at www.beargrass.org. Until next time, peace.